Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Everyone's Favorite Teacher. Everyone's Favorite Teacher is a podcast that showcases educators who have a passion for students and learning. Rita Pearson once said that every child deserves a champion, an adult who will never give up on them, who understands the power of connection and insists that they become the best that they can possibly be. On this show, we pick the brains of champion educators who are dedicated to their students. I'm your host, TJ Parrish. Connect with me on Twitter at TJParish28. We have a special kitchen table edition of the podcast today. Co-hosting this evening for tonight is my wife, Megan. Megan was our guest on episode three. She is an awesome wife and teacher. Right, honey? That's right. Our guest tonight joining us in the EFT studio is one of Megan's co-teachers, Danielle Simmerman. Danielle teaches fourth grade at East Clayton Elementary. She is known for her positive approach in the classroom and ability to take on new challenges. Welcome to the podcast, Danielle. Thanks so much for having me. And we appreciate you being our guest today. Let's get to it. All right, Danielle. First question. Um, Establishing and maintaining effective relationships with students is a must-have for today's teacher. How do you build and maintain positive relationships with your students? Well, it definitely is something we need to um, be looking at today. Um, I think really looking at positive relationships, not only with our students, but um, with everybody we encounter. And I think having that positive attitude is um, definitely the way to go. Um, The life lesson I like to um, instill in my children or just share with them is the idea of give respect, get respect. Um, With that, if if you're given respect to other people, you're going to definitely get it back. So Um, I like looking at that when I'm working on building the positive relationships and really being authentic um, and purposeful with my um, feelings. I want my students to know that I authentically care about them and um, look forward to building building relationships with them. One thing I've noticed when I follow you to lunch, I've heard you tell your students, all right, make sure... You tell our ladies working and they're serving your food. Thank you. Make sure you tell them have a good weekend. And I think that's something that they all need to do is be respectful of everybody. And we have to model that for them most of the time. Absolutely. Um, Everybody we encounter, we have that opportunity to be positive. So we, we talk about that all the time. Every person you meet, how are you going to positively change um, their their situation? You know, they don't know. We don't know what's going on with them. Um, and even just that little smile can make a, make a huge difference. And so every encounter is an opportunity to be positive and to lift someone else up. And in turn, you're lifting yourself up as well. And so that's something that we talk about um, with students every day. Wow, Danielle, uh, thank you for not only making your students better in the classroom, but better people, which makes them better in life as well. Uh, Tell us, how do you make connections with hard-to-reach students? Well, again, going back to that idea of being authentic and being being real. Um, Some of my most difficult students are those that... When I'm building that relationship, I tell them I love them. I get in their face and literally say, I love you. And there are times where I'm the only person saying that to them. And um, 
when they see the real side of me and know that I'm flawed and lonely, that I can make mistakes just like they, it kind of balances things out. And um, they realize that I'm real. They realize, you know, they can be real with me. Um, and it sometimes it goes to first trying to please me, but then really showing them, modeling them, that they need to please themselves first and foremost. And um, that makes them a better person. So I think that's real important. That's great. I think it's awesome that you share your mistakes with your students to make sure they understand that you're a real person too. And back to the making connections. I know I told you this story, but the um, the kid in my class during bus duty, and when he he's one of the harder to reach students, but when he yelled at the other kid, "You're a liar," and then he thought about it and he he backed it up, and he's like. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't agree with the things you were saying. And I was like, that is totally something Miss Zimmerman modeled for him and taught him. And I just thought that was great. That's a much better way to say um, you're a liar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danielle. Uh, the word on the street is that your classroom is 100% flexible seating. Do tell. 100% uh, flexible seating. Well, I spend a lot of time in my classroom Um it's probably where I spend the most time, to be honest. So I want it to be an environment that is safe, um, an environment that is um, inviting. It's a place I want to be. And therefore, it's not always, it's not just about me. So with this 100% idea of flexible seating, um, students have voice and choice within my classroom. I have gone away from the traditional um, student chairs and desks. And um, in our community circle, which is an opportunity we have every morning to have conversations, we talked about what flexible seating may look like um, in a time where we're looking at 21st century skills in a time of collaboration and communication and creativity. Um, what does that look like? Um, it's time for change within our classrooms and giving students a choice and voice with a with our flexible seating. We talked about the different kinds of seats that I had seen out there. You, you look on the Internet, Pinterest, that sort of thing. Um, my husband was wonderful in making um, crate seats, um, looked at some ball seats, um, looked at traditional seats because some students do prefer those. Uh, students do great standing up. So um, giving, having, I already did have some possible ideas, um, but asking my students what they liked or they thought would be beneficial in their learning, um, we were able to create a flexible environment with that. Um, even simple, something as simple as taking the um, legs off the desks gave me an opportunity to have um, seating closer to the floor. We have pillows within our classrooms. We have ball seats. Um, I do have a couch. Um, some prefer to stand. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we, we, I do have to say we've pretty much gone 100% flexible seating. But with that, we did talk about the students. We talked about um, what, how, they, how they are as learners and what would be best. We did talk about how to sit in these flexible seatings. Um, and then again, giving them voice and choice, they have helped me actually with the physical environment of how the room should look. Um, so they're taking ownership and responsibility with how our classroom design looks. That is awesome. Um, I think flexible seating is a great step um, towards creating the modern classrooms you know, classrooms haven't changed in so long, and I'm glad that there's some momentum um, with flexible seating. Um, that's, that's helping out. You know, I, re I recently read that uh, kindergarten students become better readers when they're allowed to stand. 
uh, during, during literacy instruction that they literally would would learn more sight words when they were allowed to stand up. And I think it was specifically about boys, mm-hmm. um, but I thought that was pretty interesting that just allowing them to stand up, which goes against conventional speaking, you need to sit down and focus and do your work. When allowed to stand up, they actually performed better in the classroom. Um, so what is the most important thing that we can teach our students? What is the one thing you'd like your students to walk away from you knowing? Um, not only content, of course, but really life skills that are going to make them more productive. Um, how can they give back um, to their community? You know, when we look at a time where, TJ, as you said, you know, education needs to change. Our jobs are undefined at this point. Um, the current classroom that I have, some of these jobs aren't even defined yet. So with that comes the understanding that change needs to happen. Um, so really life skills such as, uh, going back to the smiles, smiles are contagious. Um, that's a life lesson I think my students need to walk away with. And also I charge them with what problem can you solve? And so not only coming up with the right answer, but how in life are you going to change what's out there and figure out what sort of problem you can question and then come up with the solution. Yeah, I agree. And one thing, another thing that I've heard you say that I just absolutely love, you were talking about a student bullying another student and you said, uh, I don't even know why you're doing that because in this classroom we celebrate each other's differences. And I thought that was just an amazing thing to teach kids. Like, yes, you are different and that's something to celebrate. Why don't you go ask him about, you know, his heritage or his culture and, and see what you can learn from him. So I thought that was great too. Awesome. Also, just to touch um, based on something she said, um, was that she was talking about her teaching her students to be problem solvers. And that just reminds me of one of my phrases. One of my mentors always said, let's be problem solvers, not problem identifiers. And I think that's an important skill uh, for our students to have in the future. How do you foster student leadership in your classroom, Danielle? Well, I really think giving them that um, that voice and the choice, making it authentic experiences that allow them to be the leader. Um, another quote that we often use in our classroom is mistakes are proof that we are learning. So with that, being able to understand that um, a mistake can be a good thing. If you have a problem in front of you, you may not get to the solution the first, the second, the third, the fourth time. So, so creating an environment that allows students to understand that mistakes are proof that you are learning or that you can come up with different solutions, I think is real important. Absolutely. I think for too long, we we baby students and didn't allow them to struggle. And we tried to make it easy for them. I mean, I know I did it as a parent, didn't want them to have to go through anything. But um, without without struggle, there's no progress. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, So what's your favorite part of the school day? My favorite part for us, it just structurally ends up being in the um, beginning of the day. We have community circle. And that is the time where we do work on creating that safe and nurturing environment. Um, Understanding mistakes are um, a part of the process, a part of the struggle. 
Um, but really that is the time that's probably the most intimate with my students. And so, um, that's invaluable to me and it is the favorite part of my day. How do you structure that? I know a lot of people are always curious about morning meetings and community circles and how to actually structure it. So how, what all do you put in there? Um, we, you know, it, again, giving students voice and choice, we do have morning announcements and they kind of have that meeting thought of the day and we'll answer that, but, um, we'll go into a lot more depth with it. Um, and that's again, where we talk about our, um, character education, but it's, it's ironic because, um, we did start, we do start off pretty much. We make a circle or a cluster and there are days where for me, I've got to get the ball rolling. Something's happened in the morning and I just want to just talk as a whole group in the whole class setting. And they're like, no, we want to come up for community circle. So again, I'm reminded I'm not in the driver's seat when it comes to that. So um, really, again, that voice and choice and allowing students to, to take ownership in how that looks is also essential. Sweet. Um, I'm a big um, book nerd. What and please tell us what is the last book that you read uh, that inspired you? Well, I'm currently reading a book called Innovator's Mindset um, by George Kuros. I had the opportunity to um, be at NC Ties with Megan, and we were speakers, and we had the opportunity to listen and um, to hear his words. But I'm finding his book to be very inspiring, especially at a time as we're kind of talking about tonight, the ideas of change and and creativity and, and being an innovator um, and what that's going to look like, especially at a time where, TJ, as you said, education needs to change. Um, and he is definitely a motivating source um, for that change to occur. Oh, yeah. I, I love uh, George. And um, when you said that title, Megan um, has been spouting one of his favorite, um, one of his most famous quotes. What's the quote you like? Um, by him, um, he talks about making the positive so loud that you can't even see the negative. Remember when he did that part on his oh, keynote? Yes. You know, and, and another thing, when I, I read Innovator's Mindset this summer, and when I put it down, that was what inspired me to start my blog. Because um, I thought that was that was something innovative or something, a risk that I could take being an, uh, an assistant principal. Because I was like... I. I read the book, and one thing I took away, I was like, digital portfolios are the future, and I might as well go ahead and start mine. Um, so that I started blogging pretty much. When, when I closed that book, I, I started blogging. So that was definitely a big – it had an impact on me. Do you have a favorite educational quote that you'd like to share? Um, well, and I've just touched on a couple tonight. I don't know that they're necessarily educational quotes, but if anybody can walk away with – Mistakes are proof that we are learning. Um, it is a time to take risks. It is a time to put yourself out there. It is a time to, as teachers, as educators, as leaders in education, um, with this idea that education is going different places or it needs to go different places, just looking at st pure statistics. Um, I think it's it's wonderful to allow ourselves to try new things and, and put ourselves out there and understand that. You know, mistakes are proof that we are learning and, and that this process is, is a progressive struggle, if you will, and how exciting and what an exciting time it is in education for this shifts in, in change to take place. 
That's that's awesome. I love it. Our uh, superintendent reminds us from time to time that it's not in anywhere in our job description um, to defend the status quo. Megan? I, I was just going to say, you know, and sometimes we think that kids already know these things about like, you know, you can grow and, and growth is what we're looking for. But a lot of times they've never heard that before. And so like this year when we were talking about the word yet and, you know, you can you haven't done this yet. And I actually got that from the first podcast with Jenny Hudson when she was talking about the word yet. And, you know, I'll go over that with my kids and they're like, oh, yeah, wow. Like when you add that, it's such a change. And I was like, yeah, it is such a simple word, but it's things that we think they already know, but they they haven't heard before. Anyway, so that completes today's show. Danielle, thank you for stopping by. We enjoyed the conversation, and I always learned so much from speaking with you, and tonight was no different. Thanks for taking time this evening and for your inspiring words. If you want to connect with me on Twitter, my handle is Megan H. Parrish. If you would like to be a guest on the show or would like to recommend a guest for the show, please send an email to favoriteteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening today. We would absolutely love for you to write a review of the show on iTunes. Students need champions in the classroom, so step into your classroom tomorrow and be a champion. That is all for now. Catch us next time on Everyone's Favorite Teacher.